0: Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. I want to open with one of my favorite things I ever did for my kids was to speak positive affirmations over them. And I started it when they were newborn babies. And you know, fast forward to now that I'm a G. I started with Cade when he was just like, would fit in the palm of my hand and I'm about to get to start to do it with baby Lennon in the fall where I speak positive affirmations over them. And positive affirmations you all are Powerful tools. If you're not speaking to yourself in a positive way, today's the day that needs to change because they boost your self confidence, they boost your self esteem, and they're little reminders of how important you are. So, moms, will you stand? Yes. You, keep standing. You are amazing. You are patient. You are kind. You are loving. You are beautiful. And you are strong. Go ahead and have a seat and let's give it up for our mamas one more time. And that may have been hard for some of you to hear because you don't believe that about yourself. And as moms, too many times we feel we're not good enough or we don't measure up. And in today's social media world, come on somebody, where we see all of these creative moms, they make these fun little, I'm always sending them to my daughter in laws too. These fun little volcanoes with dinosaur chicken nuggets. And then they, then they do the creative crafts and go on the creative trips. And they're doing all of these things that make them stand out. And so many times we see that as moms and we don't, feel like we measure up and we begin to compare ourselves with all of the other moms out there on social media. Right? I want you to know that when you compare yourself to anyone or anything, you aren't going to measure up. God made you unique. Let me tell you and encourage you today what God says about you. In Psalms 139, 14, he says, you, mamas, are fearfully and wonderfully made. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, listen, we know this, everybody, they have it. On their arms, they have with tattoos. We know this scripture, but I want you to hang on every word. It says, for I, God, know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So listen, mama, God has a perfect plan just for for you. And it isn't the plan that he has for other mama friends. And it's not the plan that he has for these social media influencer mamas. It's a perfect plan just for you. Here's the thing. We we, we know that, it's a promise from the Lord, but too many times we go, oh yeah, that's just a scripture, I got it memorized. But when you hold on to that, that it's a perfect plan for you, all you have to do is reach up and say, God, what is your plan for me? And then you no longer have to compare your worst qualities with all the other mamas' best qualities. I want to preach a message today called "You Are a Disco Ball." Just look, sparkling everywhere. One of my favorite quotes is a disco ball is a hundred pieces of broken glass put together to make a magical ball of light. I love disco balls, if you can't tell. Um, uh, But it, let's get real for a moment. How many of you moms feel broken sometimes? We're getting real. This church believes in real people with real problems finding real solutions from the real Jesus. So let's get real. Let's get real. How many of you guys feel broken? sometimes that's more like it okay well i don't know about you but when i was raising my boys i would feel broken because they were crying and i didn't know what was wrong and i didn't know how to fix it when they're babies you just have to make guesses and then I felt broken when they were teenagers and they had a broken heart over a breakup or a broken heart because a a, a teacher or a coach yelled at them or broken because I didn't know what was going on in their lives. And I'll tell you, I was broken when I felt like I knew what to do, but I chose not to do it. I felt broken when I would lose my patience and scream at them. And just being real, I did it a lot. That was before I realized I had ADHD and everything got on my nerves, but now I'm better. Praise the Lord. Um, And sometimes you do too, get on my nerves. Uh, But I love ya. By the way, did he not kill that song? I told this story to our marriage crew the other night, that um, <laughs> that he's not really my type, and that don't don't take it the wrong way. I didn't have good types in the past, but um, he really wasn't my type. But he stood up at church one day with tears in his eyes and gave a word from the Lord, and I was like, like. I fell in love with the Jesus and his tender heart. But another reason why I felt broken is because I missed some firsts, because I had to work. I missed some ball games. I missed some field trips. I missed being the mom that was always in the classroom. And that broke me. I was broken because I couldn't give my kids what all the other parents gave their kids. Broken when I was too hard on them. Broken when I needed to discipline them, but I laughed instead. (laughs) Come on, you guys know what I'm talking about. Sometimes our kids can be so darn cute um, and I would need to punish them, but... Just started laughing. Um, broken when I was too busy doing things that could wait to spend time and play with them. We saw that on the screen. That Ivy's favorite thing that Emily does is to play with her. But I I was too busy sometimes and that broke me. Broken when I heard the door slam and heard the dreaded words, I hate you, mom. Broken because I realized I was still a mess. Who am I to be trying to teach my kids how to live their life right? Can any of you all relate to that? I want us all to take a deep, slow Breath in. And now blow it out. You aren't broken. You're a disco ball. But I want to share a story when I felt the most broken. It was not long after my ex-husband had run over my foot. Yeah, your pastor was a mess. He had run over my foot and I had healed from it and we were still fighting over that same woman that we were fighting over when he ran over me and I could not do it anymore. I said, we need a break. We need to separate. And here's what happened. Me and my boys packed up the patio furniture, an air mattress, and a little TV that had a DVD player in it. And we all slept in the same room. And I was broken and felt so inadequate because I couldn't even give them real furniture and a real bed to sleep on. I thought it had to be the worst life for them. But one day, Last year at one of our family hangs, someone brought up when we did that and that they thought it was so cool that we got to camp out all in the same room on the air mattress. And where I was broken and thought I had messed them up was one of a good, was a good time in their life to them. Now don't get it twisted. I traumatize them with enough other stuff. But listen to what Isaiah 61:3 says. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You guys, that is God's promise to us to assure us there is no destructive force in our lives greater than his plan to redeem it. There is nothing too big for God. Nothing that you can mess up or break too much that he can't restore. The week before my dad passed, I follow a couple psychologists on Instagram. And the week before my dad passed, I sent them one of the, you know, those little screens that they share, and um, I just publicly, to publicly, Instagramly, um, apologized to each one of them for not being the best mom. And in each of their ways, they told me they had no regrets and they had a good childhood. And that is proof that God is a redeemer. That was God telling me through my boys, you're a disco ball. I want us today to take a look at two mamas in the Bible that probably thought and maybe knew that they were broken, but they took their brokenness and gave it to God and shined like a disco ball. The first one I wanna tell you about, and you guys, you gotta study it out on your own. It is such a long story. We would have been here all day and I know you got Mother's Day lunch plans. So uh, write these down. This story takes place in 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12. Did you want me to preach two chapters? (laughs) I didn't think so. But we're going to talk about Bathsheba for a moment. Bathsheba was married to Uriah. And uh, he was a general of an army. And he went off to war. King David sent him off to war. And he was off to war. And she got up on the rooftop. And she was bathing. Well, it caught King David's eyes. And he was like, whoa she's hot. And so he sent his people to get Bathsheba and Bathsheba went to King David's. I mean, I guess I would too. If the president called and said, Hey, I need you. I need to talk to you. I probably would go too. Right? So she went and while she was there, David and Bathsheba slept together. So Bathsheba committed adultery and In their adultery, she got pregnant. Fast forward a little bit. She got pregnant. She delivered the baby. And there is consequence to sin. And what ended up happening, you know, people ask all the time, well, why do bad things happen to good people? Because sin came into the world. That's why. But um, there was a consequence and the baby got sick and the baby died bathsheba was messed up she was broken but god restored her brokenness listen to second samuel 12:24 then david comforted bathsheba his wife and slept with her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and David named him Solomon. The Lord loved that child. Her son Solomon took over for King David and became the next king. And Solomon had such high honor for his mom that he set a throne right next to his right side for his mom because he honored her so much. You see, her adultery, her broken heart from losing the baby that was born in sin, that did not change God's mind. God took her broken pieces and made her a disco ball and sat her in the highest seat of honor. Let me take a drink out of my The next mama is Sarah. And you guys can find her in Genesis chapter 16 through 18. Again, I'm just going to kind of hit the highlights. But God had promised Abraham and Sarah that they would be the parents. Abraham, the father of many nations, and mother, uh, and, and Sarah, the mother of many nations, had promised them that they would get pregnant. And they'd been trying for years. Sarah had become old and still had not become pregnant. So she did what we all would do when we don't get what we want when we want it. She took matters into her own hands. And she went to Abraham and said, come on, let's buy you a slave that can be your concubine that would give you a son. Come on, somebody. How many of us have ever taken matters into our own hands? Because it's not happening when we want it to happen. So she took the matter in her own hands, and they bought Hagar. And when Hagar got pregnant and gave Abraham a son, she became prideful and kind of bratty because she started looking down her nose at Sarah going, Yeah, girl, I can give your man something you can't give him. I'm sure she didn't use those words, but that's the way that I see it. That hurts Sarah. But sometimes hurt can look like anger. And what happened is she began to feel inadequate. She felt like she wasn't enough. And she began treating Hagar pretty harshly. Borderline abuse, so much so that Hagar said, I can't deal with this abuse anymore. Peace out, Abraham. I got your son. We're out of here. But God had promised Abraham and Sarah that they would have children. God never, ever, ever, ever goes back on his promises never so if he gave you a word he's gonna make it happen you don't have to do it you don't have to make it up shake it up God will do what he said he will do and if he hasn't given you a word he has we have a whole book the bestseller in all of the world called the Holy Bible, and there are promises after promises after promises in there for you and your life. But he had promised them that they would have children, and he doesn't go back on his promises. So God reminded Abraham first that he would give him a son. And in chapter 18, we're going to look at this, Sarah overheard three men saying, well, Abraham, about this time next year, you're going to have a son. And listen and ask yourself how you would react. In Genesis 18, we're going to start reading in verse 11. says, Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself. And she said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is so old? Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. And just like God said, she became pregnant and gave birth to a son and they named him Isaac. Now let me ask you, what have you been so broken over? What have you quit believing the Lord for? Is anything too hard for the Lord? God took all of her hurt, all of her brokenness, and made her the mother of many nations. God made her a disco ball. You guys, the world tells us that brokenness means failure. But it's when we're broken, when we're shattered, we turn to God and get what we need. Jeremiah 17, 14 says, God, pick up the pieces, put me back together again. A broken, shattered heart is where God does his most beautiful work. And I believe if Sarah wouldn't have gotten to that place and hadn't listened, would she be where she is today? We don't. Sometimes we have to learn things the hard way from the brokenness, from being shattered, because we're just like, oh no, I've got this God, right? So today, I know there are mamas in here listening that all you have to do is let go and trust God and His timing, because His timing is not our timing. When we want something, we want it now, right now. So today I'm gonna ask you, why don't you give all the broken pieces of your life to God today and let him put them back together and make you a disco ball? Right? Less bitter, more glitter. 1 Peter 5.10 says, and then after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace who has called you to share in his, his eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. Come on, can I get a witness? Who wants that today? Come on. Although this message is a Mother's Day message to moms, God told me this week that there are going to be a lot of people in here that can hang on this word and let God do something special in your life. So as they turn down the lights I want every single person in the room to close your eyes. And if you're watching online, I want you to close your eyes. There's something about when we close our eyes that we can focus. Every eye closed. I want you to reflect. I want you to search your heart. Even the parts of your heart you've tucked may be shoved and hidden in the very deepest parts so you don't have to feel it anymore. And I want you to let God speak to your brokenness this morning. Maybe you so desperately want to be a mom and it hasn't happened yet, so you have found yourself in a place of confusion doubt asking God why you may have even taken it in your own hands and tried to make it happen let this sink into your heart God has a plan and a promise for you you don't have to take it in your own hands just trust him maybe you're a mom that your own mom hurt your heart so badly that you you found yourself in a place of bitterness anger a place called stuck today is the day to lay it at the feet of Jesus and forgive what you are holding on to is not hurting her it's killing you It's killing your emotions. It's killing your joy. And I can promise you it's killing your future. And maybe you find yourself today needing to forgive yourself for the way you've been a mom. You are dealing with mom guilt times a million. It's eating you up. And baby, all you got to do today is take ownership. And you ask for forgiveness from the father and you go apologize to your kids and get forgiveness from them. It's going to not only change your life. It's going to change your kids life and your kids kids and their kids kids that's what the word says that his blessings are for generation after generation after generation but so are his curses so today I hope you choose blessing and not curse if you found yourself in any of those scenarios I'm going to ask you to right now to start making your way to the altar. Go ahead and stand. It doesn't have to just be mamas, go ahead and stand. And if you found yourself in one of those scenarios or maybe you found yourself in another scenario, I want you to come on, come on. I know there's more, I know there's more. We stay stuck because we're so prideful to allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now look at me for just a moment. I want you to forgive. Whether it be yourself. Whether it be your mom or somebody else that's hurt you. I want you to forgive. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to receive forgiveness. You aren't broken. You're a disco ball. You are not broken. You're a disco ball. And when you walk out of here today, I want you to shine. I want you to carry yourself with what God says about you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. He's got a perfect plan and purpose for you, and you don't have to make it happen. He will do it when you just release and let him do what he's going to do. He wants to take every broken piece, every broken piece, and he wants to pick them up, and he wants to begin to put them back together so that you walk out of here like this. Would you all scoot close? As they begin to play, come come close. Come down in front of me. Come come like get in the I want you to be in the light of the disco ball and I just want you to lift your hands like this in a place of receiving and I want to pray for you today Father God the one who redeems everything Every broken piece, the one who forgives. We ask you today, God, to take our brokenness, forgive us of our past, release forgiveness so that we can walk out complete and whole as a full-functioning disco ball today. Lord, I bless every one of these people here at your altar today. I ask you to give them grace to lay it all here today and to leave it here today, that they don't pick it back up, they don't walk out of here with it, that they will never be the same. In your precious name, Father, I thank you that you sent your son to bring the restoration that we needed today. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.